The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to MASH Minute, the Movies by Minute podcast analyzing the 1970 Robert Altman film MASH, one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Seal. I'm Megan Coleman. And I'm the guest, Jim O'Kane. Hi, Jim. Hi, guys. How, thank you very much for having me on this lovely show for this lovely movie. It is one of my favorites. It's This is the kind of movie that when it's you see it on TV, you go, okay, now there goes the next you know hour and a half of my life because I got to watch the rest of it. I can't do anything now. <laughs> you sit down and you watch the whole thing and you can recite every word, but it's still, you got to watch it one more time. Yes. This is a great movie for catching on TV because if you miss the beginning scenes, it's okay. Yeah. You're going to you're going to know what's going on. It's fine. Yeah, it's all there it really is a bunch of vignettes, blackouts or whatever, you know, skits that are going on one one at a time. It it's like watching 15 episodes of the series all at once. <laughs> That is fair. Unlike a lot of Movies by Minute podcasts, Jim, I split it up by just these few minutes go together. These two minutes go together. All right, let's go off of that. And wherever it falls on the release schedule, cool. And so this scene technically started at the end of last minute, but we're jumping into minute 81, which begins with... Hawkeye and Trapper being driven past a golf course in Japan and ends with them being denied entry to the hospital. And so this really is, this is the true beginning of the trip to Japan. Right. Yes. The hospital and all that, all that come, all the things to come. This is the, the entranceway, which, you know, in the middle of this movie is an entranceway. You see those nice big old hospital doors swinging open. But uh, we are beginning with a, with a chauffeured ride for the pros from Dover. (laughs) By one of my favorite and really one of the most bizarre character actors there ever was, Bobby Troop. My, uh, <laughs> he's my hero. It's so bizarre. He's so he lives such an odd life. And uh, and and thank you for letting me come on and chat about him a little bit because good old Bobby was uh, caught in a love triangle that actually uh, was pretty profitable for him. <laughs> As you as you may well know, Bobby Troop, band leader and uh, and singer, was uh, was married to the gorgeous and really talented Julie London. Julie was beautiful. She was so beautiful. She she caught many an eye, and uh, the eye that she caught before Bobby Troop was a fellow uh, former uh, drill instructor and a later television director, producer, and star of his own show, president of uh, Mark Seven Productions, Mister Jack Webb. And uh, Jack and Julie were married for many years, and they uh, they divorced. And uh, Julie married Bobby. They were both musicians. They both uh, you know had a had a musical talent together. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Julie needed to work, and Bobby needed to work. And Jack Webb knew both of them. So uh, Jack hired <laughs> Jack hired his ex's husband to play many a uh, a gangster murderer uh, stooly you know basically whatever low life you can think of uh, <laughs> on his own uh, on Jack we- on Jack Webb's show uh, Dragnet which mm. ran from uh, well it, it it ran originally in the 50s but then it, it had a comeback in the in the 60s from starting with a uh, Dragnet 67 running through Dragnet 71 so 
Well, while this movie's going on, Bobby Troop has a paycheck coming from his wife's ex-husband for playing a bunch of louses on TV. <laughs> And, and and it it didn't stop there. I mean, after after he finished uh, after he finished with Mash and after Dragnet wrapped up, Jack Webb had another show. This one, uh, well, besides having Adam Twelve about two uh, LA police officers, he decided to move into a fire department and paramedic services by creating the television show Emergency. And who would he cast as the emergency room doctor? But uh, Bobby Troop, and as the <laughs> head nurse, his ex wife Julie London. So you know, it's just the strangest. <laughs> Anxious they all seem to work well together. Yeah, yeah, super creepy. And just, you know, Bobby, he seems like a, like a just a regular average guy, but he's just a very, very weird fellow. And, and I think that comes through in this in this film, if you'll, if you'll look at this particular minute, we're looking at minute 81, second 35, you can see some of the very non-regulation jewelry that yes! uh, Van Leder... Bobby Troop is wearing. He's wearing like a like a sine wave wedding ring, which I think is the one that he had with that's his real one with Julie. I've seen that in other pictures. Okay, because that was my question. Yeah, I think that's that's a Ju- the Julie London wedding. So uh wow. you know, it's just gosh, he's got his kink on something something weird, wasn't it? <laughs> it's- Look, sometimes, sometimes exes work well together. Sometimes they don't, but you still get good stuff out of it, and sometimes it's a big old mess. Yeah. <laughs> like obviously yeah. they made it work given that it went on for decades. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's uh it, it seemed to be profitable for all of them. They all made money off of it and yeah. uh, nobody Harry nobody Morgan got up. involved. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh you know, all the part of the, the web the webiverse. Uh, so it's just just very peculiar. And uh I keep picturing, you know, he's he keeps his only line in this whole thing is just, you know, it's it start starting off with, with cursing out uh, the army, the jeep, every it's, Yeah. It's just, I just God keep picturing army, goddamn army jeep. <laughs> That's yeah, it. <laughs> I, I, ju- I just keep picturing is that what he was saying about, you know, his uh, his paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> this is his, this is Bobby Troop's life. Uh, a strange dude who was uh, cast. I, I wonder what his I wonder what his relationship with Altman was, or how he got this job. Was Altman's friends yeah. with Robert? I don't see anything about that. Most of the quotes I was seeing, and most of the information was about his transition from music to acting, and then back again. You know, he just seemed to go yeah. back and forth between the two for a while. And there's a lot of really heart-wrenching quotes about him being like, well, I know my era's past. Like, kids yeah. these days, they think they're making music, but it's just noise. <sighs> he didn't say that, but uh, that was the gist of just yeah. like, you know, I want to play, but there's nowhere for me, basically. Yeah. And then Julie was like, hey, you know what's a steady paycheck? Let's get into TV. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, um, you know, it's, uh, he's just sad. He's, I mean, I, I like the guy, but it's just such a cr- what a cruel world it is. It's like he's saying that he's 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 gotten too old for it. To me, this is young. He's only f- he in this picture at the time he's doing mm-hmm. this. He's he's fifty two. I mean, it's not he's, yeah. This is the end of his yeah, life. I mean, look at the. I mean, those Normal big seventies. Normal middle age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got those big seventies sideburns. You know, it's, it's uh, <laughs> if uh, I don't know if you watch the, the the television show Emergency, but he I and, have uh, seen that. Well, it, the main guy on that on the show, uh, the fellow that plays uh, uh, Ke- uh, Doctor Kelly, he's uh, that's played by Robert Fuller, and he had some mutton chops on him. Yeah, and these, these two guys were having like a war of the sideburns, <laughs> just severe. I mean, they both had it looked like a, a map of Florida on each side of their face. It was, 
crazy. I just, yeah, he's just such a such a bizarre guy. But this was, you know, 1970. It was it was the time of putting musicians in movies. Where on uh, mm. on my show with uh, with my co-host uh, Mark Cerulli, we're doing the James Bond movie. It's currently currently on hiatus, but following a movie that was made uh, about a year after this one uh, called Diamonds Are Forever, and uh, one of the head bad guys in that is a, a fellow named Putter Smith. And Putter Smith is an evil guy who uh, basically helps uh, Crispin Glover's dad kill people. And uh, <laughs> what a sentence! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Right? you don't get you don't get to roll that one out. But you know, meanwhile, he's a he's a bass player, and <laughs> it's you know, it's like we asked him why you know why did you do this? He goes, "Are you kidding me? The money was fantastic." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you know somewhere Bobby Troop was thinking that the same thing, and uh, you know he gets gets a week down there by. I'm, I'm I'm assuming this is all in the same locale as Malibu that they're shooting. All yeah, this is the this is literally the Malibu Country Club. Am I oh, okay. remembering that right? It's yeah. sadly no longer right. with us, but not by much. There are rumors of a potential comeback or at least a restaurant on the premises, but it's one of those where you can find all these articles from like 2018 and then they all lead you to this real estate developments website, which is very vague. (laughs) 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 Not sure exactly what's going on with it now. Well, yeah, I, I don't think any of them were suffering while this movie was being was being made. I mean, there's so yeah. many. I I rarely can afford it, but uh, whenever I go out and visit people in L.A., there's a there's a couple of places out along along the um, Pacific Coast Highway that are you know fantastic. You know, like if you want to sit and have a really nice meal, there's a there's a whole bunch. Uh, Paradise Cove is, is a little place that's in that that I go to sometimes. I'm literally taking notes. Yeah, I was gonna say, Charity, you taking notes? Oh, okay. <laughs> Bring bring a big wallet. Yeah, it's well, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To the east side, you've got Paradise Cove. To the west, you've got Zuma Beach. That's where um, you know, you blew it up. You yeah, the the yeah. Planet of the Apes ending is out there. But there's just there's so much great food all along that right. The the Malibu Country Inn is over there. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of some of the names of the the restaurants along there. But yeah, if you can eat down at Paradise Cove, there's some really you know, it, you have this fantastic brunch and you just sit out and sit and look at the Pacific and you're like. Oh, why don't I live here? It's like, oh, that's right, yeah. because I'm not Cher. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be nice. Yeah, my my only other food goal is to get like a burrito from a food truck with Cher. So I think oh, okay. uh, I could probably work in some fine dining as well. <laughs> well, if you, if you do, what the one I can recommend, and I was I was just there back at uh, New Year, uh, the day after New Year's. Uh, mm-hmm. No, actually, the day after the day after New Year's. Uh, there's a place called Jeffrey's, G E O F F R E Y. They have great. Uh, the The brunch is amazing. They have like <laughs> you know scrambled eggs and scallops, and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just sit there, and you're like, this isn't bacon. This is bacon wrapped around scallops. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those. But I can strongly recommend. And, and you know, like I said, bring a bring a really thick wallet. <laughs> just but go. Yeah, if you can go to Jeffrey's, that's that's quite a place. It's right there. Um, it's uh, it it it's in Malibu, and it's it's worth. uh, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who noticed this wedding ring, though. That makes me really happy because that was my main note (laughs) about this guy. I I knew the the band leader aspect. And it's funny, uh, in our Facebook group, Paul Francelli just posted oh, yeah. about oh, Bobby yeah. Troop and his history. Yeah, and- that's right. Yeah, yeah. Bo- Bobby is just, uh, he's, he's a world, he, he, there's, there's, there's a book in there somewhere, you know. <laughs> I want to re- read about him and I want to read about Jack Webb. And, you know, it's funny, I watch, uh, I know people binge watch different things, but my recent binge watching has been on YouTube. I've been watching every episode of What's My Line, which started in 1952. Mm. And, okay. uh, 
I watched Julie London was their uh, celebrity uh, celebrity guest, and uh, I don't know if you watch watch What's My Line, but in the middle of the show, they'll, they'll they basically have people that you don't you don't know, and they come up, and it's like somebody that um, makes false false teeth for cows. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making these up. That's what they- <laughs> Or, you know, it, it's something like, yeah, it, it's something like they uh, uh, clean elephant tusks at the zoo and think, you know, <laughs> weird, weird things like that. But so then in the middle of it, they'll have every all the celebrity panel put on masks and they have to guess who the celebrity guest is, who they are and what they do. And uh, Julie London was on and it took them about four guesses to figure out that she wasn't a man. Oh, geez. <laughs> she was talking really, really down. Huh. <laughs> And they were like, um, "Do you play baseball? Do you?" You know, and they were asking her all these questions. And, and she was, she did a really good job. But uh, it's so weird seeing her and just trying to figure it. I, I can't see any of these people without thinking, "What is it going on in this whole thing?" So anyway, I, I know we've. I'm sorry, I keep dredging through this, but it's like it's just the most fascinating, puzzling, and uh, how did it all work? He like shakes his head in disgust, but also kind of laughs. And so I like to think he's bringing a little bit of his life experience, like. Sometimes your engine doesn't start. <laughs> like yeah, these yeah. two idiots in the back of my Jeep, but they're yeah. kind of funny. Sometimes you just got to laugh at life, even as it's kicking you in the butt. You know, and the thing is, what is he complaining about? He's driving two guys around for golf and he's in the middle of the Korean War. Does he want to be on the front lines? Maybe that's it. Maybe he wants to go out and lead a platoon or something. But maybe this Jeep driver is the first, the inventor of woke culture, and he's insulted at Hawkeye and Trapper doing the gibberish at each other. (laughs) Yes, yes. Obviously that's it, right? (laughs) Yeah, he's he's just he's fed up with the whole. You know, it, it's like these people don't understand, you know, don't understand the culture, don't understand what they're, you know, how really embarrassing they are. Yeah, because exactly. obviously he's driving, he's driving by, uh, you know, the locals, and these two guys are going at this, and he, you know, these two locals are going to be gone in a couple of days, but he's got to live with, you know, it's like thanks for driving these two idiots around and really just, you know, insulting our entire culture. He's doing his best Indiana Jones. You're insulting them and embarrassing (laughs) me. (laughs) And then when Hawkeye like forces the hat onto his head, I could see that's fair to be annoyed. Yeah. How many takes do you think that was? I was just wondering if you think that was the oh, sixth God. take, oh, the tenth take. And knowing Robert Altman, right? Like, oh. yeah, yeah, he'll he'll go through a whole yeah. couple of rolls of film. Let's do it again, only more intensity, you know. Or once, yeah, we're that's that fine. Was yeah. fine. Was yeah. good. But I called him the wrong name. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm gonna chop this movie up. Don't worry about it. There's only two settings. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get another gong. And I wonder, it's funny because for the first more than half of this movie, we're like, gee, you know, the gong is so associated with MASH and it's really not in here. Wow. It's because they were saving it all for this part (laughs) of the film. (laughs) Do we get a gong outside of the trip to Japan? Oh. Hmm. Was this actually more clever than I'm giving it credit for? Did they use the gong too because having a loudspeaker might not have worked as well? They don't have the loudspeaker. Yeah, the loudspeaker. They're they're far away from the loudspeaker, so maybe this is their uh, interstitial, as they say. You're gonna get it here, and uh, well, we'll talk about the next minute. But uh, it, we're gonna get it here, and then uh, how do you like your steaks? Yeah, yeah. 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 So and we got it for we get it like three times in five <laughs> minutes, and that's it for the movie, almost. And it ser- it serves the old vaudeville role of slapstick. Like here's the part where you laugh. 
Now, see, if the TV show had done this instead of a laugh track, maybe we would like it better. <laughs> <laughs> or what would, what it would be like if uh, this movie was released with a laugh track. Hmm. Oh, oh, dear. Wow. Do not I don't know if that's ever been done. A movie with a laugh track? I mean, the end of uh, The King of Comedy has that. I can't, can't think, think of any, it. though. Oh, that would be really creepy. I wonder, yeah. That would, I'd, but I'd watch it. I'd watch a movie like, <laughs> just, just to see what the effect was like. Yeah. Wow. Well, you, out of morbid curiosity, you need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I want to go in and edit an entire movie and just start dropping in the tracks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, watch for a video coming up. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to have any free time ever again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm putting, I'm, I'm tabling that. I'll remember. <laughs> okay. Remember that for later. Perfect. First, we have to make sure, darling, would you register for us? <laughs> it's taken care of. I love that they never stop. Like, this is their friendship perfectly when this. And into the next minute. Oh, this is when we actually get Hawkeye saying, I am the pro from Dover, which, as I mentioned, yeah. is a whole sub story in the book that they just drop yeah. it into here. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the outdoor scenes. And now this I, I, I watched MASH. Uh, I watched this movie once more about six months ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is going to wreck it for you. But when you're watching the movie, the outdoor scenes go left and right. The indoor scenes go in and out. And this part of the movie is like a prime example of that. When we were just watching, uh, you know, Sergeant Troop and the pros from Dover out on the uh, the golf course, they do a big, you know, they're following him along in a big pan left to right. And then he comes up and they, they, they zoom in slightly. But when they're in the hospital, there's a slight left right when they're, you know, when he's checking in at the registrar. But then... All of the rest of it is pushing through the doors. And in the, in, yeah. you know, in the moments to come, we're going to get the, the fight scene and it's at each other. And I just, it happens that way also in the operating rooms. They push in, mm. like when uh, when things happen, they push, they, they keep pushing in and out, but they don't go left and right. But then when they're outdoors, I mean, it's it's very, hmm. it's, it's, they feel it's wide weird, open. <laughs> uh, kind of a tick that uh, Robert Alton has, or who is, uh, maybe, maybe it was an Alton, maybe it's, uh, uh, who was the cinematographer? Harold E. Stein. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. There we go. Well, if, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if Mr. Stein d- did that as a regular point, but it, it just seems to be that every cinematographer has kind of a language that they build into the movie. And the, mo- the, 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 the language that seems to come up in this movie is left, right, when you're outdoors, in, out, when you're indoors. Now, he was the director of photography on the Poseidon Adventure, hmm. Hmm, which okay. I think if you're listening to this, you might be amused by. Ah, uh, um, the Legend of Custer? Project X. Oh, he did Project X with uh, Matthew yeah. Broderick. Chucka. Uh, this is, this is, is there a different Matthew Broderick? Because this is from 1968. Oh, then that's a different, it's a different. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, these are, these are all like the 60s. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't, I haven't seen that one. I'm just trying to see if anything jumps out at me, but seeing a lot of Western stuff and I just finished watching Ken Burns' is The West. Oh, okay. I guess he's an executive producer. It's someone else's film. But so I'm very, you know, I feel like I have opinions now on these movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing how you get very opinionated when you start seeing these things. Like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, this is terrible. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so he was director of photography on The Adventures of Superman, the TV series. Oh, okay. And this next credit is the TV series Casablanca, which I did not know really? existed. Really? That was the TV show? Oh, yeah. oh, that was long ago. Ten that episodes. Was... The first attempt by Warner Brothers to make the cla- the movie classic into a series. 
Yeah. What? That was um. Oh, what you call it? They they Gig Young. Gig Young introduced the show. Okay. And he he like was telling it like it was a story, and then they they like went past him, and then they started. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh my wow. gosh. Wow. This. Yeah. Uh, he did that. Oh my gosh. Poor I guy. I did not know this existed. Wow. Yeah. You're. You, uh, all I can say is you're not missing anything. <laughs> it's Whoa. Bad. I don't. Who played a. Uh, Bogart's part. I don't. It, it was like a bunch of nobodies. I think. I just had it and I closed it. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, hold on. Um, um. Oh, and then they tried again in the '80s with Hector Elizondo. Wow. Yeah, Hector Elizondo from uh, Pretty Woman. Because it went so well the first time, they decided to try again. Charles yeah, wasn't McGraw yeah. Da- was David Rick. wasn't David Soul. No, he was in the TV movie. David Soul played uh, played Rick Blaine in uh, in the TV yeah, movie. So so in this 1950s. TV show of Casablanca. Yep. Charles McGraw played Rick. Marcel Dalio was Captain Renaud. Clarence Muse was Sam. And wow. why is the Elsa listed so far down this list? <laughs> well, she wouldn't show if it was a episodic. She wouldn't show up for yeah, the first half hour or the first three okay, episodes. Okay, that's fine. So, all right, you know what? I'll just say the top three women build are Anita Ekberg, Maureen O'Sullivan. Anita Ekberg's in it. Wow. Marie Blanchard is Elsa. <laughs> oh, okay. I must have missed that episode. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> Wow This is a trip. Wow. I gotta see if this is anywhere. I know, I was just wondering okay, that too. Like, can I there. even if it's terrible, like that just who thought that was a good idea? Oh, people that want money. Of yeah, course. yeah. Warner Brothers looked through their old library and said, Oh, we own the rights to this. Let's make that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky so. Bugs Bunny wasn't in it. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> Decisions are made. Yeah. Like, oh my we're gosh. all going to give our money to Disney soon. It's oh a whole gosh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I love these scenes in the hospital. Like, they're just doors swinging everywhere, and I love it. I like a complicated to set up shot, and then you get it, and you're just like, <laughs> yep, that's what I wanted it to look like. The camera pushes through the doors, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep rolling. Follow people here and there, and yeah. Uh. It's a great minute. I guess since this is Bobby Troop minute, I will save my apparent love of Marion Peterson oh, for the next seems minute. Fair. <laughs> She's absolutely fabulous. Yeah, she. Uh, I have her listed as the receptionist, but it, she's pretty whack receptionist. <laughs> in the, I don't think it needed the qualifier, but that's well, just me. Li- yeah, literally whack. I wasn't she a woman's woman's yeah. army yes, corps? Yes. Yeah. W A C. Sorry. Yes. I guess we could. Uh, We could mention just very briefly how happy the Air Force and Navy were that the Army went first so they could learn, let's come up with the acronym first. (laughs) (laughs) It's unfortunate and yet beloved in my heart because they were some pretty impressive ladies. It's a great uniform. She looks fantastic and she completely ignores them until they start mouthing off. Yeah, and one thing like my grandmother would have pointed out: great posture. <laughs> one thing, ah. uh, it, it's uh, my my grandmother and my mom were both very big on standing up straight. If you're tall, stand up straight. If you're not so tall, you really need to stand up straight. But it's <laughs> didn't like people who slouched, and um, there she de- definitely does not slouch in this movie. Great, good upright shoulders back, you know. Mm-hmm. So very very impressive impressive stance. And she, I mean, this is a very small role for her, but she. She plays every last page of it, so oh. very impressive. I mean, and it's a physical role, too. Like, she flings herself yeah. in front of the doors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is pre-HIPAA, <laughs> but 
Yeah. I, I do like that. Just like, I wonder if he can tell me where the congressman's son is. Oh, he's over there. <laughs> Didn't even look to see who was asking. Just yeah. sure. And it says congressman's son on his, on, the, on a tape on the bottom of his bed. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm guessing this kid is the local celebrity. Yeah. So I guess you would know if someone, you know, there's only one congressman's son. She doesn't have yeah. to think about it, but she does just tell people where to find him as if that's going to be fine. <laughs> so, yes, things have already started going south in this interaction, and it's going to get worse slash funnier. <laughs> yes. So I guess I will, like I said, I will save those notes for tomorrow since we're going to get to spend more time with her. And I wanted to make sure that Bobby Troop got his due because for he's those who, <laughs> he's, A, he's earned it. And B, we're going to see him again. And he kind of is one of the images of MASH because of that. Yeah, he's the uh, the closeout image, as it were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you, how can you not love a man with a with a wedding ring like that? <laughs> Holy smokes. That is a boss ring. displayed. Yep, yep, yep. Doesn't fit his character at all, but he's nope. like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> e- even more so than, um, I mean, the thing that always bothered me on All in the Family when you watch Carol O'Connor, if you ever saw where he wore his r- wedding ring, he wore his wedding ring on his middle finger. He didn't wear it on his ring finger. And Archie Bunker oh. would never wear his wedding ring on his middle finger. Oh, huh, I never noticed that. In all those shows. Yeah, the next time you're watching All in the Family, just watch, look at Carol O'Connor's hand. And he's that's where he normally wears his wedding ring is on his middle finger. Huh. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of bizarre. I recently rewatched the X-Files episode where it was right after David Duchovny had gotten married. And he insisted on wearing his wedding ring in the episode, even though <laughs> he's not married. Mulder's yeah. not yeah. He's like, well, it's a flashback. And it's like, but he wasn't. (laughs) It's not like they retconned a whole story of how he was briefly married for this time. They just never mention it again. And it's just like, you jerk. (laughs) I just like wearing gold rings. You're an actor. Take it off. Your character's not married. (laughs) And he's Uh, like specifically running his left hand through his hair multiple uh, times. It's a whole thing. So uh, I just. I'm just wow. I I will uh, give it to this guy at least. Like, all right, it's not regulation, <laughs> but he could have a whole backstory for why this guy has that ring. <laughs> oh goodness! So I have a really good connection to one of your previous podcasts, but we're not going to get to see her for a few minutes. <laughs> so unfortunately, I have no clever transition to letting you plug things today. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. You can. Uh, there's there's so many there's so many different directions to go, and, and you know one of the one of the ones that we can talk about the other the, um, a, a film that we've already polished off and put on the shelf is uh, was a uh, competitor of Mash uh, in 1970 uh, while this was being shown. Uh, Cross Town was uh, being shown uh, the movie Universal's picture Airport, which starred uh, Burt Lancaster and uh, oh gosh, a host of others: Helen Hayes, Jacqueline Bisset, uh Dean Martin. Too, too many to name, and of course, you know George <laughs> Kennedy is Joe Petroni. But uh, we, if you go out to uh, Airport Minute, you can. Easily listen to all 109 episodes. Ending, if you want to start at the end, ending with a, a personal phone call from Jacqueline Bisset. So uh, that's some, something to look up. Airportminute.com, uh, available on iTunes, or not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Apple Podcasts <laughs> or Google Play. Whatever it is. Yeah, you know, whatever Apple calls it now, you go find it there. You guys are going to be on a, on a show uh, of, of mine shortly. I, I, I'm looking forward to that in 2020. <laughs> 
when uh, we premiere the uh, the Hitchcock minute, starting with uh, probably one of Hitchcock's greatest films, the uh, 1959 Alfred Hitchcock directed feature North by Northwest. And you, I forget what minutes you got. Did you get up front, where, or where are you at? We're later yeah. in the movie. Okay. Megan has watched them. She oh. like ran so the literally day you when you like posted that video, being TV. like, "What's her face? The kid from the Waltons who picked our minutes." I was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, yes. yeah." I literally Aaron, yeah. like I was at my library. And I'm like, "Is this DVD in?" And it was. And I ran upstairs and I checked it out. <laughs> and everyone like one of my coworkers was like, "Why are you?" And I was like, "Don't ask." And I was just like checked it out. And I'm like, "I'm like shut up." I'm like, "It's mine <laughs> for like a while." So. <laughs> I, so, did you like I, the so seriously, when I saw that you guys put out like the teaser trailer about like what the next you know minute by minute project was going to be, and I saw that yeah. opening shot you put of like Cary Grant in the terminal or whatever, and I was just like, the opening got, shot. That's oh, North yeah. by Northwest. Yeah, I was like, that's North by Northwest. And my husband's like, what? And I'm like, we're doing North by Northwest. And he's like, what? And I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> like what? And I'm like watching it. Like what? Can it's we like, sign me? up? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was probably his first like probably what he was also thinking he's like how do you know this movie that quickly and what do you mean we <laughs> like <laughs> get out of my way give me that microphone yeah. yeah i used to have a lot of fun playing how quickly can you id the movie and i can't remember what it was it wasn't even a particularly good movie it was just one that was on you know like on sunday afternoons a lot i got it from the combination of production t- company wow <laughs> the movie had not begun yet but it was what it was some 90s Stupid, whatever. Wait a minute, Canon Group. This has to be the, the world. The movie perfect. had not even started, and I was like, "It's this." And then it was. And my dad is just staring at me, like, "You need to go outside now." Stop watching TV. <laughs> Clearly, you're watching too much television. <laughs> so yeah, HitchcockMinute.com will feature us. Yeah, I'm so uh, It's gonna be so great. Yeah, so it's starting January 2020. So keep your keep your dials set. So it'll it'll be a nice. You you guys will be just finishing up with Mash, I would guess, sometime around then or a little bit after. So people can overlap. They can have you know their double dose. We should have a little bit of a break for the holidays, and then they can get right back into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're gonna be yeah. So, so uh, if if you're listening to this, this isn't that's 2020 yet? Uh, go go <laughs> listen to. Uh, uh, Hitchcock minute. Oh, wherever you're hearing this, it's probably going to turn up yeah. in the same pod catcher. So go check it out. So uh, very excited. But thank, thanks so much for having me on. This is a this is a fun movie, and I love I love this movie. Yeah. A, well, it's, if it's you are aliens movie. listening to this in the very distant future, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> nice to nice to finally meet you. I hope you enjoyed our classics on the Voyager album. Welcome to Mash Minute. And we're going to have even more episodes. We will be back with Minute 82. And we will see, you know, I'm sure this nurse is just going to move out of the way and let them in now that they've explained. Well, they're doctors. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Uh